Welcome to The Growing Band Director, the podcast that dives into topics applying to all of us band directors. My name is Kyle Smith, and joining me is my friend and colleague, Jeff Smith. Together, we discuss many aspects of the school band program, including how to build your concert, jazz, and marching programs, as well as everything else we do as band directors. More importantly, we'll discuss concepts that help us all improve our own programs every day. Always remember the famous quote by Ray Kroc, when you're green, you're growing, and when you're ripe, you rot. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to The Growing Band Director. It's been a great first few months. We got a few thousand listens and um, excited to be spreading sort of our, our thoughts on band. Um, looking forward today to grade two repertoire. We have a ton of pieces for you guys to check out. Um, some of them are on the easier grade two, some are in the harder grade two, some are right in the middle. Um, lots for everybody if your band um, is really at, you know, at that point where they should be considering it. You know, you teachers who, who know that your students are not ready for grade two, good for you. Don't, don't jump to it until you're ready. But there are some in here that are super musical uh, and not, not super challenging. So again, I urge everybody when you're listening to music, right, fit it to your kids. Think about your kids and what that piece is being asked. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a grade zero or if it's a grade 400. It doesn't really matter. It's it's sort of how that piece fits your kids, right? So um, these are going to be what what I consider grade two. Um, and I collected some of these, and I've had a lot of great other band director uh, friends, helpers, who've, who've sent me some some ideas, and thanks for sending those. Um Please continue to tell your your uh, other band director friends about the show, and and please subscribe if you if you uh, are enjoying what you're listening to, um, and we're uh, spreading the word and 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 love and life. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, real quick before we start in the grade two, I wanted to tell everybody quickly about the Chrome Music Lab, and this is this is uh, uh, something a lot of you know about, I think. But if you go to the Chrome Music Lab. Um, and there's many different apps that you can click on within that. And these are all super easy to use. Um, some are just kind of fun and you will no doubt entertain yourself um, through this. But if you click on the Shared Piano app, this is an amazing tool I have found in many, many different ways. I use it less now that we're not remote anymore, but it's still an amazing tool. Um, you can use your keyboard on your, on your computer to play the piano on there or hook up a MIDI keyboard to it some of the great features of it. Um, if you look on the on the left, there's a room link. If you click that copy link, you can share that with anybody. And in real time, you can play piano with them at the same time. And uh, you can uh, share that. You can have somebody see what you're playing and they can play back to you. Uh, it's really, really quite cool. You can save the link. So once you play a song in it, you can save the link and send it to people. So like if you have students who are working on a mallet part and you want to show them a video of what the uh, music should look like on the keyboard um, or a student learning a piano part and you want to teach them some basic voicings, whether for jazz band or, or for band or, or anything, it doesn't really matter. It's really an amazing tool. Um, super easy to use, super functional, and uh, it's awesome. So that's called Shared Piano on the Chrome Music Lab. All right, so on to grade two repertoire. First piece that we're going to listen to is called Onward by Gary Gilroy. This piece is super exciting. Uh, it's an energetic opener with lots of percussion. Um, I think you really need seven percussionists, but you could have, you know, if you had tons of percussionists, they'd have plenty to play. 
it's in G minor throughout. Um, single eighth notes on the beat is a rhythm that's really, really used. The clarinets have a lot of tonguing in this one on repetitive concert Gs. There is a DS and a coda. Um, again, it's a great concert opener. Could probably use, be used as a closer too. I definitely view this as a harder grade two. Um, so let's check it out. Onward by Gary Gilroy. on that piece i think i've done it once and the, it was really cool at that grade level to have all the straight mute stuff in the trumpets and you heard some of the 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 um g to f sharp concert pitch um, clash in there and there also is you know that flute part is pretty tricky it's sort of like a grade three flute part and then a grade two most everybody else part again lots of lots of great percussion in that one the next one is a great arrangement i believe in very much of salvation is created it's arranged by michael brown this is in C minor, and it sounds like the original work. This is a true grade two, um, even possibly on the lower end of grade two. <clears throat> C is the, the top range for most instruments. Concert C uh, works really well with limited instrumentation. I can tell you from personal experience, this year one of my groups is much smaller, but we were able to make this arrangement work really, really well. Um, it also would sound great with a, 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 an advanced level older um, larger group too. Um, it's great to work on tone and dynamics. Um, there is a simple a mallet part, a timpani part, and a crash cymbal part. Um, I've actually added mallet parts to this to fit and give more percussionist things to do, um, but it just is for great teaching and uh, great work on tone. So let's check out Salvation is Created by arranged by Michael Brown. Thank you. 
For anyone who's played the original, I hope that one brings back some good memories. It's so good. It just, you don't need all of the instrumentation that you need for the original one. And, uh, you know, I've also found it's a really good one to work on following the conductor, right? Because there is not a steady pulse uh, through that that the kids can latch onto. Uh, the next piece is a great arrangement, which is not new by Douglas Wagner called the Percy Granger Portrait. This is definitely what we'd call a stiff grade two. There's a, a lot of people would probably even say this is a, a potentially an easy grade three, um, but I wanted to include it for sure. This is an F major throughout all four of the, of the movements. Uh, it includes Irish tune for County Dairy, Mock Morris, My Robin is to the Greenwood, and Children's March. It's great standard band rep at this grade level. And I want to include the whole recording for you. So here is a Percy Granger portrait arranged by Douglas Wagner.
again, anytime you can play music by Percy Granger at this grade level, to me, it's just amazing. So to me, that's very worthwhile for younger high school students to work on, as well as if you have an, a more advanced middle school group, I think that would work uh, very well. And I really love that piece. I know a lot of great teachers who have used that one. The next one is by Randall Standridge. And if you haven't checked out our episode with Randall Standridge a few, a few weeks ago, check it out. Um, he had some great insight for us, and I know that's still available for you to uh, run back and get. This is called The Rowan Tree. This is a lyrical work in E-flat major. Um, the only accidentals are concert G-flat and concert D-flat during one of the transitional sections. The opening melody is in clarinets, low clarinets, and French horns. You could do it without French horns as long as you have enough clarinets. Um, and the woodwinds have a cannon in the middle, and it features this Scottish snap rhythm, right? The, the snap rhythm that goes di-da-da. Da. So that happens a, a number of times in the melody, and uh, there are four percussion parts. So let's listen to Rowan Tree by Randall Standridge.
piece with middle school groups and with high school groups. And it feels like no matter how good the players are, there's so much to work in there. And it's such great music. You know, it, and it's also Scottish music as well. So, you know, there's there's not a lot of music out there for band that's Scottish. I mean, there's the Banks and Braze of Bonnie Doon, of course, as the most famous. But um, a piece I very much believe in. The next one is also in the grade two level, especially this is to do if you have a really good classical piano player. Or I guess I would say a solid classical piano player in your ensemble. Um, I've actually done an arrangement now. I hope the composer is okay with this, that uh, I've added a lot of mallet percussion parts to sort of feature my strong mallet per percussion section in the band that I'm using right now. Um, so this is Dream Song by Richard Saucedo. Um, C minor throughout. There's a background of three percussionists percussion parts and the band is actually a background behind the piano players for some of it and then also um, melody with the piano for a little bit um, super musical and it's slow six eight i mean it's still two beats per bar but it's like 52 beats a measure kind of thing and um, with a triplet subdivision it's a really great piece of music and uh, again if you have a piano player who could do this um, this is a really great challenge for them so let's check out dream song by richard Sacedo. I've also found it helpful on that piece to uh, make sure you analyze the chord progression. So sometimes you have a piano player who could play it really well, but they don't. They maybe are not used to reading. There's some really low notes below the bass clef, but if they know that it's C minor, right, that will help them with with the harmony of the piece. Um, so you know, you know, I, I'm all about making a piece work for a, a student, especially you know the case I'm using. I have a, actually have an older student who started piano late. And this is a really, really great chance for him to shine. And it's a kid who doesn't really shine very much um, in the past. And it's it's uh, going to be really awesome. So, you know, students really like it no matter what level uh, they're in. At least that's my opinion. Um, the next piece is entitled Mystery Ride by Terry White. In full disclosure, Terry is a very good friend of mine. And I remember recording this for him a number of years ago. And this is on the easier grade two side, in my opinion. There are five percussion parts. It's also C minor, like just like the last piece. The melody gets passed around and all the clarinets are below the break and it's in concert C range. So again, this would be on the on the easier side of grade two. If we had Terry on, maybe he would call it a grade one and a half. I'm not sure, but it's in our grade two podcast. So let's check out Mystery Ride by Terry White. 
seems like one of the hardest things on that piece to get the tone of the clarinets to to be the best they can when they kind of live in that throat tone register, right? So um, great piece by Terry White. And if you don't know uh, Terry, check him out. He's got a ton of music written, arranged for young jazz band, composed for old older jazz band as well. Um, master arranger and a good friend of ours, Terry White, if you want to check him out, if anybody wants to contact him, if you can't find his his uh, information, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm the growing band director. I'm happy to send you uh, his information. He, is, he can arrange for anybody um, and make your group sound good. Also great as a composer uh, in every idiom, um, marching band, jazz ensemble, and concert band, as well as orchestra and other things. He's even had some disco hits as well. So he is very well versed and um, yeah, very happy to have that piece on here. Next piece is by the great uh, Brian Balmages, which I'm sure everybody knows. This is Moscow, 1941. Um, this is this is a Red Russian Army is successfully defending on Red Square against uh, the German Army, invading them during World War II. In the dis, um, the drums sound like war at times, uh, and the Meadowlands melody it, uh, is used throughout, which is which is a very important historical tune from Russia. Um, the the low clarinets. Uh, at the very beginning, it's really, really awesome if you have a, a, a good group of clarinet players. Um, this is a very exciting programmatic work, um, very dramatic. It's basically slow for the first half and then fast for the second half. And I think kids really, really like this. I think it's labeled as a 2.5. So this is on the harder end of the grade two. Let's check out some of Moscow 1941 by Brian Balmages.
I feel like that piece has a really good balance of a plenty for percussion to do um, and not just the standard instrumentation. There's, you know, you heard lots of chimes in there. There's some great tambourine work, but also you only need, I believe it's five players you can make that work um, with. So that's such, such a great piece of music. And that just that low E getting that so exposed with the clarinet section at the beginning, it just seems so, so worth it. And a piece that I found the kids really, really like. Um, the next piece is like completely on the opposite end of the spectrum. I've used this as uh, an extremely musical piece um, as a ballad. I've used it on movie concerts. I've also used it on classical concerts. It's pretty, um, uh, what's, what's the word? You know, you can use it in a lot of different settings. Um, this is Paul Murtha's arrangement of A Thousand Years from the Twilight movies. And again, for those of you who are, you know, not into movie music quite as much, you know, I actually think there's a really great value to this piece in, in a musical setting because it is a, a lyric work, but it's not a slow tempo. Um, it's in 3-4 throughout, uh, so it's a, a very great waltz feel, if, especially if you have a, there's some clarinet choir moments, if you have a stronger clarinet section in this grade two. I don't think it's a harder grade two, two. It's kind of right in the middle. Um, but you have some good clarinet players. It's going to work really well. You can use it with as little as four percussionists or up to six. You can use drum set on one of the percussions if, if you have a, a kid who wants to play drum set. Uh, and it's in E flat. So this works as pop music, movie music, and um, just overall great music. So, so give it a shot. If you're skeptical, take a listen and then see what you think. Here's some of A Thousand Years by Paul Martha. I think there's so much great value in having a very musical music that you can use on a pops concert. So I've used that one with high school groups and middle school groups and, and uh, very versatile because um, kids obviously know it from the movie if they've seen the movie and parents know it well too. So, you know, it's, it's a, a great tune, I feel, even though it's, you know, a, a pop tune, I think it's a super musical uh, adventure for your kids. So I hope, hope you enjoy that piece.
last piece uh, I shared two clips with you and that's a, a great piece called French Carol Festival and that's arranged by Richard Saucedo in the grade two range. Um, I've used that a bunch of times actually you know it works really well for Christmas uh, time you know if you want to put on it even works really well if you want to put on um, maybe a holiday concert and you it works well for people who a community that wants to hear holiday music and then for people who just want to hear winter music, they're really lesser known uh, European tunes. Um, again, that's arranged by the great Richard Saucedo. Um, reduced instrumentation, as long as you have a flute section and a trumpet section, it works well. Um, G minor and F major are the keys on that. Um, and as you heard, the trumpet sections are in two parts, with all with straight mute. So that's a really cool uh, part, uh, part they get to do in the grade two level. So again, that was French Carol Festival, Richard Saucedo. Uh, the next one is uh, an arrangement uh, by Robert W. Smith uh, of the great Bell Carol tune called African Bell Carol. Uh, many of you have done this and, and know it, but we had to include it. Um, this also works really well on a Christmas concert. For me, it works really well on a holiday concert as an opener. You, you need really probably four percussionists, I would say, um, but you could use up to like 15 percussionists. I mean, honestly, I've done this where the band starts in the hall and then their percussion starts on stage and the kids kind of memorize their tunes and they, they play it as they walk up to the stage and they, they end on the chairs uh, sitting to open the concert. Um, I've also, we've also used it here in Westbrook with just, you know, traditional kids sitting the whole time and playing it too. Um, you know, the only downside is that, you know, the, the bell carol tune is a, definitely an earworm, um, but uh, it's, a, it's a great arrangement. So let's check out some of this great uh, African bell carol by Robert W. Smith. Short and sweet. Um, that is uh, so great, especially if you have one percussionist that maybe is stronger than others and you want them to lead the group on the conga part. 
that works really well. You can use any various shakers you want. It also works really well because if you have a program where you have the kids play a lot of mallet instruments, it's really great to have a piece where they're, you can actually go without mallets altogether. And it's really just, they're just playing a percussion groove part throughout. So um, that middle section, I think is eight measures or something like that. Um, we, you know, you can do it as written, but you can also open up for some imp improvisation within the concert band setting um, in the percussion section. And, you know, honestly, the sky's the limit on that one. So it's really great. It's almost a, kind of a jam tune um, to do in Christmas time. Uh, the next piece is another Russian march. This is St. Petersburg March, arranged by Johnny Vinson. Um, I think this is a newer arrangement. I honestly don't have the date in front of me, but to me, I, it's just such a, there's something about Russian music that it just brings back all of the great Russian composers of the past. Um, this is in 2-4 throughout. It, it's G minor throughout as well. There is a, a, I apologize, a D minor lyrical section in the middle. Um, doesn't change tempo though. It's really good work for uh, syncopation. You know, there's lots of these offbeats, quarter note, eighth note syncopation, as well as the one, a two rhythm um, but with the 16th note rest in the middle of that on, on the and. Um, so there's lots of great things in here, and I, I, I actually have not used this before, um, but I, I believe in this piece very much, and I'm looking forward to it. So um, let's check out St. Petersburg March, arranged by Johnny Vincent. St. Petersburg March, arranged by Johnny Vinson. Uh, again, something about some of that Russian music. It's so, so great. So I, I see that one as a very solid grade two piece. Uh, limited ranges for sure. The next piece is another piece by Terry White. Again, if you have um, not done any of Terry's music, please check it out, especially if you check out um, jazz band literature. He has so many amazing pieces out there. Uh, a very good communicator as well, so he'll get right back to you if you reach out to him. This piece is called Tango for Two Left Feet, and it's published by Alfred. Um, it has five percussion parts, and it's really just a very quirky little tango um, that has some really cool dissonance in it as well. So let's listen to this grade two piece by Terry White called Tango for Two Left Feet.
such an opportunity on that piece to work on accents too. You know, um, it's funny because the tango is a very graceful and precise style of Latin dance um, where the couple needs to be totally in sync uh, with each other and the music. But tango for two left feet depicts what happens when an inexperienced couple is not in sync uh, and drops a beat or a step and are not in time with the music. In this case, the music drops the beat for them. Uh, and in this composition, in addition to providing rhythmic uniqueness, allows your young musicians the opportunity to learn and be familiar with the most common rhythms associated with the tango style. It also contains some unexpected harmonic twists at times, as well as contemporary harmonies that will provide additional interest to the composition. Our next two pieces are Grade 2 Marches by Gene Milford. I'm going to put them back to back here. They're just such great music. You know, they sound so much like like the grade four and five classics that we all grew up with and played when we were in great bands. There's so much music in here and history and tradition. So this one is called Castle Bay. It is in 4-4 and then 6-8 and then 4-4 again. And But the tempo stays the same, and it's a really great chance to feature uh, a little bit of 6-8 work within the setting of uh, a 4-4 march. Um, it uses the Chester, or the quote Chester from the beginning, and uses the tune Keel Row in the middle in the 6-8 section. Um, so great young band march. Let's listen to some of Castle Bay by Gene Milford. March also by Gene Milford is called Royal Oak. Um, this one uses, it's a really, the best thing about this is that it's cut time and it's such great music. It sounds like um, Gustav Holst, to be honest to me. It, it, it features the clarinet and flute section, 
um, and near the beginning, but you know, it really moves throughout. The middle section is really a great cut time, um, lyrical, very, again, like I mentioned, Gustav Holst, very, you know, uh, it sounds like that very much. And it is in cut time throughout. So this is a great grade two march to work on cut time. Um, let's check it out. Royal Oak. I guess, I don't know if this is good planning or poor planning. Um, we're going to do our third march in a row. This is John Edmondson's Winchester March. My good friend Tom Lazat. if you have not heard of Mr. Lazat, he's a fantastic teacher and a very good friend and a mentor to many, many um, younger teachers like myself. And um, when I first started teaching in Westbrook, I said, um, TL, I need a piece, a march that I know my kids are going to be able to play. And he said, Winchester March. John Edmondson, check it out. And it did served us very well then, and I've done it a couple times since. It's in 2-4 throughout, and it's in B-flat major as well. It, it works really great. Reduce instrumentation. There is one little 8th and 2-16th note part in the the second half of the piece, and a, in the clarinet one part as well as flute. And there's a, a grandioso section where you kind of slow down a little bit and then speed it back up. So it's it's a really, really great march. If you uh, don't know TL well, check out the podcast we did with him on the 10 Deadly Sins of Music Making. It was really a great insight into a mind of a great educator. 
So here's some of Winchester March by John Edmondson. I will note on that one, there are no bell parts, mallet parts, timpani parts. It is just a battery percussion. So when I did that, you know, I had a number of kids playing on pads and then a couple on, you know, a trick you can use is a snare drum and then a snare with snares off. So you have two different timbres with the snares off sounding just softer than the snares on player. You know, a bass drum, I had a couple kids playing um, uh, the bass drum part on tom-toms. So, you know, that is mainly battery percussion in that piece, um, but a great march to do if you're looking for something simple. And again, to you high school teachers, don't shy away from a march like this. You can teach a lot of things uh, in something as simple as Winchester March. There's a great composer that many of you have not heard of. His name is Dan Buckfitch, and he's been a college professor for many, many years and composed many great music, much great music. Um, one of his most famous compositions is Symphony No. 1 um, in Memoriam Dresden which is a very powerful four-movement work at the grade three plus four level. And um, he has a, a number of younger band pieces as well. He is a actually a percussion instructor, uh, sorry, a, a percussion professor, as well as very high, highly sought-after conductor for band, as well as for jazz choir. He's a great overall, over, overall teacher. I met him at Sims at UNH a number of years ago and have done uh, lots of his music. Um, the two pieces I would like, I would urge you to think about doing, I actually do not have recordings of available today, um, but they are um, Electricity, which is a, a wacky piece where basically, you know, there's lots of stuff happening and um, it's pure grade two, tons of energy, but in its three movements, but the middle movement, you turn the lights out in the auditorium and the kids get flashlights, and there's lots of stuff happening um, theatrically through that piece, and it's at a grade two level. So that piece is very programmatic and lots of fun to do. Again, that's called Electricity by, by Dan Buckfitch. 
And then another piece by his um, is called Three Phrases from Yugoslav Folk Songs. And this piece, I believe, is a grade two. I mean, there's lots of unison band throughout this, um, but there's plenty of percussion. I think there's five percussion parts. And it's pretty repetitive, but there's so much good music in it and some tensions and release moments, but also times when like the entire brass are playing in octaves and the entire um, woodwinds are playing in octaves. And the story is that he actually took it to an Allstate and the Allstate band was doing so well that he pulled that piece out and just read it with them, this grade two piece, and they were so insistent. They loved it. They wanted to put it on the concert. So um, that's a great piece. Three phrases from Yugoslav folk songs, also by Dan Buckfitz. Check out those. You can find recordings of them uh, in other places. Again, I'm sorry, I don't have those available, but I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about Dan Buckfitz uh, today as well. The next piece we're going to listen to is an arrangement of The Wellerman by Paul Murtha. So the story of the Wellerman, the Weller brothers moved down to New Zealand in the 1800s and they ran a whaling station. And basically, you know, the Wellermen are, are, were, the, were the young men who worked for them. And, you know, they processed, you know, uh, th I think it was 300 tons of whale uh, fat, right? And for the, for the world. And, um, you know, there was, there was all these sea ships that would, they would, um, you know, hunt these whaling ships, they would hunt whales. Um, and the, the people who worked on them were basically, um, you know, they were paid with food and they were paid with, you know, um, alcohol and tobacco and things like that. And, uh, the Wellermen were the people who come out to their ship, um, and, and, um, you know, um, bring them goods and things like that. So the song is all about the Wellermen and, if, you know, this came out in TikTok and, you know, a, a year or so ago by Nathan Evans and it just blew up and it's got like hundreds of millions of views. So all the kids know it. Um, it's in a flex band arrangement by Paul Murtha and it works so well for articulation, especially. And it uses uh, two different keys. It uses the key of C minor as well as the key of D minor um, and, and just works very, very well. You know, there's enough to do. It's pretty short. You know, I've actually used it as a concert opener with an honor band that was a nomination band, and it worked well. I used it as a teaching piece for one of my groups, uh, and it worked well. So, you know, it's historical. It is a sea shanty, and again, like other tunes we've listened to, it is an earworm, so you're going to get it stuck in your head for sure. But check out The Wellerman, arranged by Paul Murtha.
The next piece is possibly my favorite lyric piece at this level. I think it's probably a two and a half. This is called Here, Take This Lovely Flower um, by Frank Tichelli. It's also known as Simple Gifts. Sorry, a simple, a simple shaker song, I think is what it's called. Um, and it's also great. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's also the third movement of um, Simple Gifts by Frank DeKelly, and it's just amazing music. Yeah, it's a, a, a shaker gift song is what it's called. Um, but you, if you own Simple Gifts, you can just do the third movement of it. It's an E-flat throughout. Um, it's just one of the most musical pieces you might ever hear. Again, a slow 6-8 ballad that's very musical. Um, it's not too long, but the musicianship of it that's required is really, really great to work on tone. Definitely features um, woodwinds through most of it, but brass definitely have their moment in the louder part as well. So let's check out a Shaker gift song, otherwise known as Here, Take This Lovely Flower by Frank Tichelli. Man, you know, I, I wish my band sounded like that when we did it. You know, I think we were close, but it, it, there's nothing like just ha having to play with great tone. And, you know, when you teach, how often when you warm up do you remind your kids to listen to themselves? And, like, are you actually listening to what you sound like and seeing what you think of your your tone that day? You know, a piece like that just allows you to work on the musicianship. So it's, that is a great piece for high school, a great piece for introducing 6-8 uh, in a, a lyrical setting as well. 
The next piece um, is Still, 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 which is a, an English carol arranged by Randall Standridge. Again, if you if you haven't seen the episode we did with Randall a few weeks ago, please check that out. Uh, he had a, a lot of great things to tell us on that, and it was very nice to get a chance to meet with him and, and pick his brain a little bit. This is a, a lyric work to use that uses, uh, you can use it in uh, winter concert. Um, so it's very, uh, works well for Christmas. Also, if you're not doing uh, Christmas music, this also just works well as a winter lyric work. Um, it uses the key of B flat and E flat, has great mallet parts, and it's five percussion parts total. So let's check out some of Still, Still, Still by Randall Standridge. There's so much great teaching in there, you know, when you have the melody that jumps from five, eight, three, five, one, this spans an octave. You know, there's lots of melodic work and musicianship work you can do in that one. So, um, you know, as you, as you heard, I, I, we made it to the, the modulation, uh, to the key of E flat in that one. Um, and you got a really, really good taste to that. So I hope you get a chance, um, to do that at some point. It's very, very worthwhile. I found my kids were were really enjoying the music when we played that one. You know, especially in wintertime, to find a lyric work is really, really kind of tricky to do. So that's definitely one of my one of my favorites. The next one is a lyrical work as well, arranged by Robert Longfield. This is called Gabriel's Oboe. This is from the movie The Mission. Um, I have used this a number of times. It comes with a solo part. It's intended to use as a soloist. So whether you're in high, I'm actually using it with a senior who's going off to college this year on tuba, and he sounds phenomenal. And, you know, I've used it, we've used it with a great oboe player, we've used it with a fantastic vibraphone player. Anytime you want to feature a student on a lyric work, the band um, definitely plays the background through all but four measures of it. It really features the student out front. So if you're looking for a soloist at the grade two level who really is maybe above and beyond their peers, this is a great one to uh, consider. So let's check out Gabriel's Oboe, arranged by John, I'm sorry, by Robert Longfield. <laughs>
I have to be completely honest, I did not plan on sharing that entire clip, but that piece is so moving and um, actually one of those pieces that almost brings tears to my eyes every time I hear it. Not in a, a bad way, um, it just, it's to me it seems very loving, very nostalgic, um, not sad necessarily, um, it, it's just such a great piece of music and if you uh, have piano chops as well, there's easy arrangements of that to learn. Um, it's just such a great emotional piece of music. And again, if you have that kid who you can feature on it, again, that recording was was for oboe, but the parts come with, I believe there's soloists for almost every instrument. Um, uh, I know it's for alto sax, flute, trumpet, oboe, um, and I'm sure there's more. But again, if you have that kid, just write it out for whatever part they play and make any additions you need to. Um, such a special, special piece. The next piece almost doesn't need introduction. I think we all know Lincolnshire Posey from Percy Granger. And if you don't, check it out. But most of us, we're not going to have bands in the schools, public schools, who are going to get a chance to play that. You know, if, if you have a really high level group, a lot of us will get to a point where we can play parts of that. But um, now there is a few arrangements from movements of that. Typically, movements one, two, and six are the simpler movements. But even from there, at the grade two level, the next two pieces we're going to listen to are uh, Percy Granger pieces from Lincolnshire Posey. And the first one is called A Lost Lady Found, which is the sixth movement. And again, almost needs no introduction. Everybody knows this one. Um, it's C, uh, it's C minor, Dorian minor. Um, and if you don't know what that means, Dorian minor is basically when you take the major scale, but you center it around the second note of the scale rather than the first note of the scale. So it's in the key of B flat, but C is the the the, uh, the home note. It's very well edited. The art, it's a great chance to work on articulation, and it's a three four dance. Uh, the Lost Lady Found. So let's check out this version.
there are a lot of younger teachers who will say that doing transcriptions like that are not um, something they believe in. Um, to me, anytime you're exposing exposing somebody to a great piece of music um, and they're learning about it, to me, that's worth it. Because most of those kids, 99.9% .9 of our kids at the grade two level are never going to play Lincoln Char Posey. So that's such a great piece of music. And I hope you get a chance to do it at some point. Um, the next one was... Uh, is actually the 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 second movement of of Lincolnshire Posey called Horkstow Grange, or again arranged by the great Michael Sweeney, and this actually starts our final group of pieces, and these are all uh, brought to me by Gene Quinn, who's a great band director uh, in Maine, just retired and working at USM and a lot of other places now as well. So um, these these are tried and true, trusted pieces by Gene. Here's Horkstow Grange by Michael Sweeney. He uses five four. And three, four, two, four, and four, four meters, which is very special for kids uh, to be able to do in a ballad setting. Um, and it's very well written for a young band. The next piece is called Photo Finish, A Gallop. And this is written by James Swearingen. It's a fast 2-4, and it's from the Awaken the Greatness album for the young by the Washington Winds, which is a great album on YouTube. It has uh, It's in the key of B-flat with some accidentals as well, but also goes to the key of G minor in the middle. So let's check out A Photo Finish Gallop. Thank you. 
The next piece is by the great composer and band director Richard Saucedo called Groovy. That's with two O's and two E's and an exclamation point. Richard Saucedo uh, has had a great career uh, as a writer and for concert band music of all levels. And this Groovy is a grade two and it's in G minor and uses lots of percussion and very rhythmic and Gene Quinn loves it. So let's check it out. Groovy by Richard Saucedo. This next piece of music is our second to last piece of music, and this is a programmatic piece um, called Highland Legend by John Moss. This is, to me, an, on the upper end of the grade two plus level, um, not quite at a three. Um, the parts are pretty, let's see, there's, there are three clarinet parts, but one trombone part, two trumpet parts, one flute part. Um, again, very programmatic, so the melody is passed around um, through a lot of different instruments in this piece. It's great to introduce 6-8 in the third movement. Uh, it's an Irish-sounding piece. The opening is just slow trumpet sound, um, solo trumpets, uh, or, or sorry, trumpets are the only instrument playing. Um, it is three movements with 16th note patterns in the first movement, and then the, the third movement is the 6-8 movement. So again, programmatic, almost five minutes long, and I actually would like to play you the entire piece. So let's check out this really great focus piece at almost a grade three level. Um, again, Gene Quinn loves this piece. So let's check it out. Highland Legend by John Moss.
last and final piece, last and final, that's the same thing. Our final piece of music is Beyond the Seven Hills by Michael Sweeney. Rich scoring, the percussion parts are outstanding. And Jean Quinn told me herself that this is one of her favorite pieces, and she's taught a lot of middle school bands. So um, let's finish this off with Beyond the Seven Hills by Michael Sweeney. Thank you for listening to the Growing Band Director Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your band director friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our YouTube channel, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you have the time, we highly recommend the After Sectionals Podcast for more great listening. Thank you for listening to the Growing Band Director. See you next week.